Section 9 of Italy with the 332nd Infantry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. In Italy with the 332nd Infantry by Joseph L. Letow. Section 9. End of Section 9. Chapter 8. Before returning to Treviso, let us peep at the 3rd Battalion at Fiume and the 2nd Battalion at Cataro. When the former hurriedly entrained at Cormons, they were taken to Fiume, arriving there November 19th. Their duty was to aid in the international policing of this difficult territory. Fiume, since the armistice, was jealously watched by both Italy and the new Yugoslav state. The real issue was and is that the Yugoslavs considered this port indispensable to their future, while the Italians think they should have Fiume as a reward for their share in the war. This being understood, it will be easier to comprehend what difficulties the Americans labored under in a work in which they had no material interest. After the 3rd Battalion detrained at Fiume, the boys were forced to wait an hour before an Italian officer presented himself to conduct them to their billets. The reception of the people of the town seemed very diffident, and it appeared to be an Italian town from the number of Italian flags flying. No other flag was seen. In the evening, at a meeting presided over by the Allied commander, an Italian general, the American commanding officer was required to furnish two companies of Americans the next morning for duty in two adjoining towns, Susak and Terzad. The men were to go armed. No trouble was anticipated, although the towns were held by troops of Yugoslav nationality or persuasion. Early on the following morning, K and M companies marched to an Italian barracks, and the Italian general in command placed the two companies under two Italian majors, so that the American captains outranked had no authority. This detestable practice of placing a higher Italian officer over the highest-ranking American officer present was a favorite play of the Italians. Not content with this procedure, a platoon was taken from each of the two American companies and placed under command of Italian captains. Suzek was then entered by two separate columns, each led by an Italian captain commanding an American platoon. Italian armored cars preceded the infantry. The remainder of the American companies were split up, Americans being placed in Italian companies under the command of Italian officers. The next move was to place the two American captains with the Italian major, thereby depriving them of all direct authority. Fortunately, no trouble was encountered. It seemed that the Yugoslav people believed the American soldiers would be true to the principles enunciated by their president. The other town, Trizat, was likewise occupied, after which the Americans were divided into small groups of from ten to twenty men, who with the same number of Italians patrolled the two towns. The Americans immediately became friendly with the Yugoslavs. This was not pleasing to the Italians, but the American doughboy bestows his friendship where he pleases. These troops occupied this territory for several days. Then all 
but about one hundred americans were withdrawn and on december eighteenth these men were called in as the inter-allied military police consisting of english italian and american soldiers were placed in charge fiumi is an old city having been known in roman times there is in fact a roman triumphant arch built by claudius the second the modern city of thirty nine thousand population sits in a sort of amphitheatre between the hills and the shore of the gulf of Quarnera. a large export business contributes largely to fiumi's prosperity as is evident from the wharves warehouses and steamships to be seen here it is said that seventy five hundred emigrants passed through fiumi in nineteen o two which makes fiumi the cosmopolitan town it is with such activities at its gate it is not surprising to see the many imposing public buildings such as the governor's palace the austrian emperor's palace and the many large schools and churches in the northwest part of the city there are fine public gardens as intimated above there are two parts of the town new fiumi and old fiumi new fiumi is a busy bustling place with wide clean streets which reminded the boys of american cities old fiumi however which is entered through a huge archway is different it contains most of the italian portion of the population and its dark odiferous covered alleys have a medieval air about them gloomy vaulted passages lead from one crooked street to another still more crooked and a walk through these strange byways was delightful in the surprises met at every step one saw first a bazaar then a market scene or an old monument and again a fountain or a dilapidated old door with a coat of arms at every turn as in italy there is a little dark odorous wine-room but the crowd inside is always loud and happy with dances or dice games the shops in this quarter are open in front here is a corn dealer beside an old clothes store while next door is an image maker nearby is a barber shop with its owner in the doorway sharpening his razor across the street is a macaroni shop and an artificial flower store the fine cafes of fiumi attracted many americans for aside from their wares exquisite hungarian music was offered and its appealing strains were as enjoyable here as when translated to the american light opera stage it was no surprise therefore that the american soldiers fresh from the small towns of italy and the rigorous campaign should fall in love with fiumi especially since the yugoslavs tried to make life so pleasant for them the girls were very popular with the soldiers and before the battalion left fiumi there were several weddings the regimental band was sent for and on several nights dances were held which were greatly enjoyed at first the girls could not understand the american way of dancing but it was not long before they were one-stepping and fox-trotting as if they had never danced otherwise in fact to hear the story from the lips of a third battalion soldier the young ladies of fiumi threw their hearts at the american's feet the american soldier in europe was particularly slow to take offence but once he was aroused he was as difficult to handle as a disturbed nest of hornets there were several street fights between americans and italians and the remarkable fact is that no one on either side was killed or even seriously injured since we have returned to america 
we have read of the scuffles between french and italians in fiume and the resulting casualties it becomes evident therefore that our colonel was justified in complimenting the men of the three hundred and thirty second on their gentlemanly conduct one of the stories concerning these fights is as follows an american was standing on the street talking with a yugoslav girl who wore the yugoslav colors on her waist an italian soldier came up and snatched the colors from her and threw them to the ground the american did what any red-blooded man would do he knocked the italian down at this several other italian soldiers came handcuffed the american placed him under arrest and took him to prison as soon as this became known to the american commanding officer he demanded the man's release the soldier was not only released but the italian general also insisted on apologizing for the italian soldier's mistake on another occasion so i heard the american lieutenant colonel who was in command of the americans in fiume saw the flags of the allies flying in the air with the italian flag uppermost he therefore informed the italian commander that no flag was good enough to fly above the stars and stripes and the italian must have thought the same for the italian flag was soon placed at the same level as the other flags with company dances a minstrel show and the diversions offered by the town itself time was not heavy very little drilling was done just before christmas a detail of eight men was sent to triste where they were to assist an american colonel in checking food supplies which the civilian relief was sending into austria for the starving population they were engaged in this work for about two months as in triste so in fiume the friendship between the doughboys and the gobs became very strong throughout their stay at fiume american naval vessels were in or near the harbor of fiume the english soldiers also became quite friendly with the americans as had been the case in treviso an interesting trip to vienna was made by four officers and one hundred men who convoyed a trainload of flour to vienna of course american soldiers were a curiosity in the austrian capital but they were well treated for had they not brought the flour which the austrians so sorely needed while in vienna permission was granted them to visit the emperor's palace a visit which was greatly enjoyed on the return to fiume the train was stopped at an austrian winter resort where some of the americans had their first taste of skiing at last on february twelfth the battalion rolled up its packs said good-bye in several languages to the weeping population of fiume boarded its side door pullmans and set out for genoa they left heavy hearts behind them for the yugoslavs truly loved them and when they had gone i'm sure the yugoslavs realized that truer champions of purer ideals never wore the uniform of soldiers the trip by train took the boys through the battle-scarred fields of northern italy ending on february fifteenth at genoa where the battalion joined the first battalion at the hotel miramare End of section 9